0: Hello and welcome to another week of Cowboys Takeover. Again with your host, I'm Jason Kent, and my spectacular co-host. I couldn't think of something witty this time. That's all I had, spectacular co-host, Aaron James. Aaron, how you doing today,
1: sir? Jason, doing good, happy to be back.
0: Yeah, it's it's so nice. After that after the draft, you know, watching the draft last week, um went round 1, um it's it's weird. I like the old days where it was Saturday, Sunday. You know, there's nothing better. When I was a kid, you know, my my cousin lived down the street. He'd order two pies. We get like three, two liters of soda and just sit down for five hours and watch the draft. Now you just feel like now that I'm old, they have it on a Thursday night. You got work Friday morning. It's not as fun, um, but it was good. Weather's been nice. It's a little rainy out here right now. I'm not digging that. Um but yeah, how, how how's your week been? How, how's everything going in Aaron Land?
1: Yeah, man, week's been good. Uh, actually, this week for one reason or another has just flown by, like yesterday. Right, we record uh, Thursday evenings. Yesterday, I'm like, oh, we gotta gotta start taking some notes for for our episode tomorrow, and uh, you know, with with also basketball playoffs, uh, kind of also keeping me busy. Uh, in the evenings with games going, you know, some games going past midnight, but nothing wrong with uh, dozing off to basketball.
0: <laughs> no, and there's been some good games. It's, it's, seems like the East, man. It seems like Boston and, and the Sixers, whoever wins that series is going to take it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's some good games. Playoff, playoff hockey's on too. I enjoy playoff hockey, playoff, mm-hmm. uh, playoff basketball right now. You know, you kind of wind it down and in a couple weeks, it's basically going to be baseball season for totally on the summer you know we have a few few months you know draft just happened we just uh we mentioned that uh i know you know we had some jokes about drafting kickers um a kicker went kind of high this this draft you know third third round draft pick on a kicker i don't know how i'm feeling about that you know i anytime i see a big a kicker go big time i remember first guy that pops head sebastian janikowski he was -hmm. a first round guy i believe There was a guy for the Jets that was drafted in the first round years back. And then Tampa did it with that kicker from Florida state who was like the highest rated field goal kicker in college history. So there's always that debate kickers, 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 where do you draft them? The position that everybody says is the least important position in football, but it seems every week comes down to the kicker. Um, So it kind of gets you thinking where, where, and, and if Aaron's a GM and, and and like we said, uh, San Fran took the kicker. Um mm-hmm. they've been known to have good kicking, you know, good kicking game. Um, especially with our Cowboys the last two seasons with even a few seasons, Zerline wasn't the greatest. Um who is it? What was the guy last year? Mr. Hall, you know, in playoffs, just ruining kickers. I believe it 100 percent cost us that San Fran game because I think McCarthy played everything different. Um where Aaron James, the GM, where's he drafting a kicker?
1: You know, if I'm desperate for a kicker, I don't think I'm going, I'm drafting a kicker before the fifth round. Okay. If I'm desperate, I guess maybe fourth round, but I'm doing my homework. You know, I was going to ask you like, Hey, if we know this is a, unless you know, it's Justin Tucker. Yeah. Okay, I mean, but also your draft capital. You have to take a look at what how much draft capital you have. We talked going into the draft, hey, we could trade out a lot a good amount of these picks because we have a our starters for the most part we're not in a rebuild. For the most part right, we're trying to run it back. The 49ers get Jake Moody from Michigan. It's their second overall pick in the whole entire draft so they they were pretty draft capital light going into this is already day two they had no picks in the first two rounds
0: yeah that's a and... tough pick that's a tough pick especially i like your point draft capital they they didn't have a pick for a while mm-hmm. you take that kicker in a third round and and here's where I'm going to go with the complete opposite end of you. You're saying third maybe fourth. There's a name you mentioned. If I know he's going to be Justin Tucker. Yep. So when 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 I was thinking about it in my head, I look at it. And I'm going to break it up because to me there's two you have like two distinctions for kickers to me in NFL history. You have like the greatest regular season kicker and you have the greatest postseason kicker. Mm-hmm. We'll start with the guy you just mentioned. To me, I think he. To me, he's got to be the greatest regular season kicker of all time in Justin Tucker. And yes, guys, we're going in on kickers. <laughs> we next week we're going to do Pat McAfee with some punters. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll go there from for the McAfee guy, but kickers, Justin Tucker, NFL record ninety point five percent making his field goals. Do you know what round he was drafted in, Aaron? No. Because he wasn't. (laughs) Okay. So the greatest regular season kicker of all time, not drafted. So let's shoot over to the guy that's won Tom Brady some Super Bowls. I believe he won Peyton Manning a Super Bowl. Okay. We're talking about Adam Vinatieri. Okay. (laughs) Arguably the greatest Playoff kicker, clutch game kicker in the history of the NFL. Tom Brady, you know, could Tom Brady have still won those games? Sure, he could have. But he didn't need to because he had Mr. Clutch. Okay. Do you know what round he was drafted in?
1: I'm going to guess undrafted.
0: And you're going to guess right, sir. <laughs> I will never. After, like, that, to me, we've seen, like, Janikowski was a, is a decent kicker. Dude had a big leg. I just don't, like, you feel like kicker is probably the one position. Really, kicker and punter, You, it's tough to judge. You either, because the kid from Florida State, and he's he's really not, uh, it's not in my head right now, I can't think of the name, but he, when he's drafted, I think D- Tampa drafted him in the second round, and he didn't even make the team. It, it, it's a different thing. It's a different game. So, to me, just because you're a great college kicker doesn't really, you know, no positions automatically translate. But it seems like a lot of these great kickers are not going, you know, first few rounds. So to me, I'm not touching a kicker in the draft. There's so many other positions where I can, I can grab up very, very, you know, a lot of your best kickers in, in the league, just because the nature of the position, you don't have to draft it are undrafted free agents that just come in and can play. So, yeah, that's, that's my thought process. There's no way I'm taking a kicker with any capital. Let alone, you know, a top, you know, maybe Mr. Irrelevant. That's as high as I'd go. The last pick of the draft.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess I suppose that's there. Now, Jerry Jones was, I, and Jerry Jones said in his press conference, and I quote, we had some kickers on our list, but they were not available when it was our turn to pick. So Jerry Jones had a kicker or two on his board. Maybe it was Jake Moody. We already got we our first two picks were Wolverines. Jake Moody was a Wolverine that the 49ers snagged. It was on uh, the mind of Jerry Jones. When Jerry Jones was asked about Maher, if there's a chance he'll come back, he he did not say no. He said we're gonna something something along the lines of we're gonna look at and consider all of our options on the table. And you know, he didn't want to give a definite response in that moment.
0: They need to like just after the taste in our mouth, and every Cowboys fan, because cause I like is Sam Fran a better team than us, yes. I, I do believe they were. But I think we had every opportunity to win that game. And and when Maher missed that early kick after missing what was it five extra points the week before, like you just want you're like not again. And and, 50% and I do believe during warmups it, it it changes. And when you're in a co- like it, it has to like I I, I know they're going to say they may they didn't play anything different, but when you watch a guy mentally miss five kicks last week and the first kick he comes out in your next week and misses, it's going to change the way you play and it's going to change what you do. So to me, I understand it's a huge position because it does cut a lot of games come down to field goal games. like all these guys are professionals. I just can't see myself drafting a kicker. Um, but yeah, so uh now we got our little our kicker talk. Let's get into uh getting our sponsorship. Our good friend Aaron James, you know worked worked a little behind the scenes magic and and got us our, our you know our wonderful sponsorship. Just letting everybody know that this episode to, uh, today is brought to you by Ojai Pixie Tangerines. Ojai Pixie Tangerines, they're seedless, they're sweet, they're easy to peel and grown in California. Farmed to table by small local farmers like Monte Vista Ranch Ojai in a season now, in season now through June. So hurry to your local specialty grocer like a Trader Joe's and grab your share. Dude, there's ever there's something good about a good
1: tangerine.
0: Just you know, you bite into it. it's got it, just has that flavor. Pass mm-hmm. out to you. Uh,
1: and let me tell you this: tangerines are the Doritos of fruit. You can't just have one. No, because
0: because when you look <laughs> at an orange, like it's kind of big, an apple it's kind of big. Tangerine's a little bit smaller. Yeah, Get a little you know a little bite size. Anytime I see bite size, I, you know, I, any of any of the audience that knows me knows I I, I enjoy food. So I, it's easier to say to myself, if it's bite size, you grab a few more, you know, <laughs> it's just the way I roll. That's just how it's done. Um, but yeah, that kind of ended the meat and potatoes this week. Um, you know, we did go live last week in the draft. And um, I think the initial reaction with the pick of Mozzie Smith, I, I think I, um, I seem I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I thought I did. I just I didn't I went back and listened I I, I was kind of upset with myself because I felt like I tore a kid down, you know, um, but it was typical Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones for the last ten years. They're not. I remember before that, you know, they were always trying to make the win the draft for that first pick, you know, and didn't. It may not have been a need, but it was the flashiest pick they could have made.
1: Yeah,
0: this draft pick is is so true to them for the last 10 years now that there were other picks on the board that could have been flashier. But he's like, this is, we need, we need this. I know what my team is. I know what they lack. And they said outside of Jordan Davis, the best kind of body run stop in defensive tackle is Mozzie Smith. Big boy takes up a lot. So, And and you sent me that video afterwards of Micah. You know, he's texting Quinn, you know, that day. I want Mozzie. Mm -hmm. So I I kind of. I, I think because my my thought process is this team, we said it earlier, this team doesn't have a lot of holes. They just need what they have to take that next step. And they're a Super Bowl caliber team. Defensive tackle was a hole. So now that I have a week, to me, and now that I have a week to digest it, I'm good with the pick because I do think that's our biggest weakness. It We all know that is our one game on defense. Um, and if he can really clog up those gaps, man, it can make a lot of things look a lot better in that run game. Early downs, now it's not, you know, you're getting them second and longs, third and longs for a defense that knows how to eat and has some playmakers in the back, yo. So um, I think – I think I've come around, and I'm I'm gonna give to me I'm gonna give that dra- that pick because we needed it. It's to me it's got to be. I think I'm up in it now. I think it's an A okay. because it was a position in need, and there were some guys. I think some cornerbacks, maybe some some linebackers that I would have been like, I'd rather have them. But that's what makes them GMs and 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 really has turned really turned the culture of Dallas around because it's not so much now going for the splash they're going for need and that's why they've been had a lot of success over the last you know hasn't brought them to the promised land but a lot of team success over the last you know 7 8 years now is is this smart drafting and i i think even nationally they've known to be very good with their first picks uh you know last 10 years if you look at who they've how they how much they've hit compared to other teams their success rate is very high. So to me, I, I'm very encouraged with that.
1: Yeah. They got Zach Martin in a late first round pick. He's going to be a first ballot. When you, I think when we look back and, you know, we're only looking back a week and you already upgraded it. I, I was going to say, when we look back by the end of the season, we would have upgraded it to an A. Now, maybe even an A plus. We'll see how it goes. I sent you some video And some commentary, the name of the analyst is escaping me, but he was, the analyst was saying that when you have a strong DT that gets penetration, it helps your edge rushers so much more. So if Mozzie is able uh, with Hankins, who already gave us some improvement, if they're both able to do some damage in the middle, it's going to force the quarterback. It's going to feed the quarterback into Parsons into D law. And it's going to give us more opportunities for for more plays. I think what the analyst had said basically that if, if we were more successful in the middle in the trenches, Parsons would have had an extra two to three sacks, hands down. So I think we have to also take that into consideration. So Mazzi, I did you know a little look at the scouting report and the combine numbers. So from a athleticism score he ranked he had a 90 out of 100 which was second in ranking that kind of that really stood out to me his bench press was 34 strong dude and i think something that we shouldn't overlook coming from michigan being coached by harball an nfl caliber coach who loves to run which I'll, I'll comment on that more. And if you love to run, you know, you know your O line and you know your D line, right? So you, you you know what you want them to do. If I recall correctly, during the press conference, DQ was saying that they could that he can change some things with his stance to help him get after the the quarterback more. So it let, it really led me to be, think and believe that based on what mozzie was asked to do they probably didn't use him to his full potential so just that just means more upside for us with great no, coaching
0: no i i agree and i think uh when i was reading through some stuff I, I think the one thing that stood out to me they were talking well um and it was on the athletic which i don't pay for and i just read the article and they canceled it on me um but i think he had half a sack last year but he was like second on the team with 22 quarterback pressures um but to me, it's not it, we don't need him to be that guy. Like he doesn't need to be a guy that goes after the quarterback on this team. Yeah. When you have with Lawrence, and we'll get into more later, you know, Mike is talking about going down to DN now. Um, you have other and there's even even other defensive tackles on this team that are um probably more equipped to be a pass rusher. So he, you know, he's he'll probably come out on, on pass downs. Um for some of those more athletic you know, freak athlete type of guys. Um, but in, in a game where we had a conversation a few weeks ago where we talked about who we, what we thought position was easiest to translate. And to me, thinking about it now, it's gotta be, the, you know, this type of defensive tackle, your defensive tackles that are big boys, you know what they're doing. They're here to stop the run. And it, it it's cause that's what you are. You're, you're not, you're not, you don't need to go after the quarterback. You're, you're there to take up some bodies So that linebacker can really get in and and not and get in unblocked and just take up extra bodies for the pass rushers that need to go through, too. So I think this is a great pick. Um, Now that I'm really sitting back, um, I I enjoy it. I would have liked some other guys, but I I said before that my pick uh, was the DT from Pittsburgh. So I assumed it was DT tight end. Um, And then in the second round, that's exactly where we go. So the you know the two most positions of need I think on this team I don't know if tight end was as much as a need as you kind of you're not sure with the guys behind it, but in that second round they grab Luke Shoemaker, Michigan guy. You're right; they could have been going after the Moody. Probably, probably was. They was probably on the board <laughs> next that we just missed. Um, to me, I wasn't as big as a fan. Um, there were other tight ends on the board. I I thought there was a tight end from. Ah, uh, Penn, who is more highly ranked. and then the one the kid from Georgia, who I think ESPN had him ranked as the fourth tight end, Darnell Washington. um, I would have liked him more because I think with the way the game's going, it's more pass catching tight ends. And he was probably the best pass catcher in there six six seven, two seventy two sixty five. That's a tough matchup. um. Yeah. But shoemaker's a blocker. So I think he, he's a good blocker. He's not he's not going to catch a lot of the deep balls, but I think with the way the offense is set up right now, um, with your weapons, you have Gallup, you have CD, you have Cooks, um, you hope Pollard's back if Pollard's anything. Um, they they don't need a, a I guess it's they don't need a stretch the stretch the field type of guy. They want a guy that's a little bit more block and more of that check down. So I think he's got a chance to come in. Um, to me, Mozzie's going to be a day one starter on this defense, um, or at least a big rotational guy. Um, I think Shoemaker's got an opportunity to do that as well. I know you, you're you really high on the tight ends we have, um, but I think he's going to have every opportunity to come in and be that day one starter.
1: Yeah, I think the reason why, based on what I read, why he wasn't a ranked tire, it's something that could have spooked teams is that he only had 54 catches in his college career. So the lack of production likely made him fall lower in the draft, but he's a big dude 6'5, 249 pounds. One thing that's a positive that I don't think a lot of people take into account. And we've discussed before college coming out of college, we're talking 21, 22, 23 year olds. He's going to be 25 when the season starts. To me, a level of maturity and being able to process and understand the system. I, I just feel like, you know, that's hey, a
0: good, that's a good point. That's I feel like point.
1: I feel like I had a little bit more wisdom from, you know, 25, 20 from 21. Right? So, I I think that's a that's a plus. He's faster than Schultz. 40-yard dash, 4.63 versus Schultz, 4.75. Now, this is what blew me away. His RAS rating. So, RAS is relative athletic score. This score takes all of their NFL combine measurables, including their their width span, height, weight, hand size, physical attributes, and drills, and rates them from a 0 to 10. Okay, now let's put this in perspective a little bit. Average NFL player on a roster scores 7.16. So Schultz had a scoring of the RAS 7.09. And Luke had 9.86. Wow. That's.
0: That's impressive. Dude, he's that much above that like so they, they really grade him as a they they grade him very high athletically
1: yes so you know let's let's see what you know what he can do on the field I really like I think it is important and let's not get away from this right with a pat yeah he's a run blocker and it's not the same thing but that probably means he's a pretty good pass blocker right and when you have cooks when you need cooks to get down the field, 30 yards plus, you need a little bit more time. So mm-hmm. you have Luke, you have Luke there. And also because he's fast, faster than Schultz, I should say, when you have Pollard, and we're gonna get to our sixth round pick with Vaughn, when you when you're doing sweeps and you need someone to pull out and run out and block, that's someone that's quick. Yeah, I, I think, think there, that- there's a lot of opportunity here.
0: That that tight that good blocking tight end I think it is super underrated. Um, mm-hmm. We brought it up. My buddy, my buddy even messaged me because he listened. He's listening to the show and he he heard me bigging up Kittle. <laughs> he, he laughed. But uh, that type of tight end that just enjoys it. Like it's not you know you know some tight ends don't want to go out there. They're, you know you think Evan Ingram, Darren Waller. They're they're not. Yeah. They don't have they don't have it in the block game. Kittle, when you watch him pancake somebody and laugh about it that's the type of guy and i'm not saying this guy is going to be a Kittle, but he's got he's got a very good build and and everything you read about him he's very he is polished in the run game and and as a blocker so I, i think it's um i think it's a good pick it it'll help the offense it fills one of the needs that we need um so i'm happy with it um so my first two picks, I got to give them so far. I feel like they did well. They filled needs on a team that didn't have a lot. Um, and now we go into our third round, which to me, this is a Dan Quinn type of player. Um, The comp I saw for him is really um, a player that was drafted in the first round a few years ago from Ohio State, Darren Lee. Um, he's, he's He didn't really have a position. I think he started at cornerback or safety and then he came up um to linebacker. So that just tells you the type of athlete that this kid is. So he he, you know, he's I think originally a cornerback and now he's at linebacker. So you know he's 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 a very athletic ball player. Um I think his his 40 was a four-five six. So you know he's one of the faster linebackers. He's a little bit undersized at 6'2, two thirty. Um, but I think with the way Dan Quinn plays, you're gonna keep. He plays fast, so that's where that to me when I was shocked that Mozzie Smith pick doesn't fit the Dan mold or Dan Quinn mold of defense. But it, I guess it you know makes sense given this type of guy who's exactly who can positionless football. You could probably put him in any of those linebacker positions, and the kid's flying around. Um, everything you're reading, he has he does have some growing to do. Um, but Dallas, that's the, he's going to get he's going to get an opportunity because. The our linebacking core is probably the weakest overall um and i get micah's out there but and, and van der Esch, but just in terms of just linebackers going and hitting and tackling um you know we don't really have a hundred tackle linebacker which is a guy is a type of player you need um so this dude you know just the athleticism has the potential to be that type of linebacker the fred warner's type you know Luke Keekley type of linebacker big athletic can run sideline to sideline. Um so I'm exci- excited to watch him. Um he's definitely going to get a chance and opportunity to be um on the field a lot in this rookie season even as a third round draft pick I believe
1: just with the way that defense is built. Yeah, like a lot his highest pro comment and like you said he came from being a DB transition from a DB is that he has excellent awareness to routes when dropping in the coverage. That's great. I, when I look at the tape, his speed really stands out to me. He last season, he had 10 tackles for loss four sacks with the strength of our corners. And, you know, we keep forgetting to mention Jordan Lewis coming back off injury. Yes. So, if I were to guess right now and pr- make up my first pred- prediction with the strength of our corners and adding Gilmore, I feel like we're going to blitz more this year than we did last year. A- and if that holds true, we're sending guys like Overshow, baby, to hit the gap, go after the quarterback, get some more sacks.
0: I'm 100%, especially with adding Gilmore, I think they're going to play a- a lot of man defense and i agree this is a tight you know especially you get him on the other side and he's a dude he's he's a dude that you 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 can put his hand he's a small enough guy to put him at at end two to kind of you know stand up put down different uh different schemes um and and dan quinn's going to scheme him up He, he knows how to disguise coverages and and i think with this type of defense and and he's got a lot of these type of players at linebacker um which sometimes you feel can hurt you. That's why I think Van Der Esch is so important because he's that, if he can stay healthy and be that, you know, your middle linebacker that's going and eating every, every down and be that 140, 150 tackle type of dude that he was his rookie season. Uh, it just opens up, I think so much more for, for these type of players for Micah to go and, um, you know, go get the quarterback because, you know, Mozzie is going to take up the middle. If, if Van Der Esch can, Close up, be Sean Lee, be, be you know what he is when he's healthy. I, I think this is a great pick, and I agree with you. Yeah, shoot shoot through the gaps, t- get him off the edge, get that speed off the edge. We have a lot of edge speed, I think, on this defense for rushing the quarterback. So I, I love to hear that they're going to go after that quarterback more. And they may not even yeah. need to with these guys.
1: Yeah. You know, this is That's a team true. that could
0: probably send four, you know, five, and still get, get 40, 50 sacks easy just with that, the talent they have.
1: That's exactly right. That's what carried us through September and October, especially at that time with Rush. Uh, now the two areas of opportunity for Overshone and my final comments on him, uh, too many broken tackles in open space. Yeah, you, know, you don't see, to me, from a, if you're getting that kind of review from a linebacker position, that probably means you, you're a little bit... Um, slower to to read the play and where it's going and developing and because in in the nfl linebackers are they're really kind of once they make their make up their mind on which angle they're taking they're kind of full full speed so i think coaching is going to help with that and what you mentioned before he's a slimmer dude so he he's likely going to need a bulk up uh for this next level
0: um yeah i think if they stick them if they keep a middle linebacker i would think so um as an edge i, I don't know it is tough cause, but i do think the league is getting it's a smaller league nowadays it's not what it was when we grew up watching it um it's definitely not what it was when our parents grew up watching it um so he may have to put on a few but 230 if you get him 230 235 i don't think that you know that's probably not too bad for you know for an edge guy um But yeah, he he may, he will probably want to put on some weight, but like you said, the athleticism, you can't teach athleticism. They can teach tackling. They can teach, you know, they can't teach us athleticism. They can't teach his instincts and coming from that, you know, DB safety type. He understands coverage as well. And he understands what the offense is trying to do a little bit more. I'm assuming, you know, NFL, I'm sure they all understand it, but this guy, you know, it's that quick understanding of that route knowing what's coming just by the way a dudes lined up that a, a, a db would know over a linebacker which gives him a little bit of advantage in coverage um so now we're going to the next two picks kind of I was, I was looking at kind of buying them together where we got junior and i cannot Pah- pahoko a defensive lineman from san jose state and then we got another offensive lineman asim richards from north carolina so we went offensive line defensive line what I was reading about uh, Junior is they said he's, you know, another big run stuffer. Um, so it seems like Dallas really is making uh, an effort to really clog up that run gaps. They they know their weakness on defense um, and they really in the draft. Now we, you know, fourth round pick, you're not, you're never sure uh, once you start getting fourth, fifth round. Um, but they say he's a, you know, very excellent run blocker who can, this is very, um, run stopper who is very good at disengaging with his hands from blocks um and being able to make those tackles um so i said th- you know to me anytime you're you know you really put an emphasis on one of your weaknesses um to me is a big deal um so i do like to pick you, you know you hope these guys pan out and then you know seen richards from north carolina uh, they said he's a very good run blocker which dallas seems to have a lot of um you know, he needs work in the pass game. He can play tackle or guard. Um, they, you know, move him around so they know he's a vet, he's an athletic type of body. Um, but he's probably going to need some, a uh, little bit of seasoning, sit behind some of these guys, watch Tyron Smith, watch Martin play a little bit. Um, but he, he's a guy that, you know, we've seen a lot, we've had a lot of injuries over the last few years too. So he's a guy that could, you know, both of these guys, I feel like all of these guys so far that we've drafted are going to have a chance to you know, make an impact this season because, you know, offensive line with the way Dallas is playing outside of Tyron Smith, uh, Tyler Smith and and Martin, you could really make a case that the other two guys are replaceable. Um, And even you're not still sure Tyler Smith is yet. So I think um, an offensive lineman in the fifth round, you never know. These guys, we've seen a lot of later round offensive linemen really develop um, and be good players. So, you know, give them a little bit of coaching, get them behind these guys, watching. Um, I, I like to pick maybe not the flashiest but you you know you need him.
1: yeah so for Junior scouting report right 64 276 big dude for a defensive end uh he was he was ranked seventh among all des in the draft uh highlight uh, scouting reports reads that he uses the bull rush to knock the tackle off balance before countering so that that makes sense of so someone at 276 coming off the edge, just pushing guys over, uh, creating havoc in the back. Uh, one of the, the downsides in his rating was that he's tight hipped with issues getting bent. So we know that that's pretty important when it comes to, to coming off the edge, you gotta really get, get that low leverage to get outside the OT, um, but uh hey, 44 tackles for a loss and 22 sacks over three seasons. Uh, and I always love to see, you know, three seasons coming from a, a college player. I feel like that experience uh, just makes it that much more manageable to transition to the NFL for a seem, a perhaps quiet small fact that we just gotta, you know, just to throw out there. He's from Philadelphia. Uh, (laughs) so we got to make sure he's he's uh down with the cowboys now that he renounces all ties to the eagles that he's ever had uh that's important uh (laughs) six six four three oh nine again three-year starter which i just mentioned i'm a big fan of uh scouting report you know fires heavy with his hands into the pass rusher downside hasn't learned how to control and sustained blocks. I feel like that can that can be solved by with some good coaching. And he's learning from Tyrone Smith. Uh, and below average body control. Again, a lot of this can be fine-tuned in the NFL, the best trainers, best equipment available for you.
0: Yeah. And and so we have uh, we had our, our six-round picks. We took um which you know a lot of the the Cowboys faithful um were excited uh Deuce Vaughn running back from Kansas State um his father's actually in the organization i think is a I, I don't i a, in the scouting department i believe am i right with that yes and then um Eric Scott Jr. a cornerback uh from Southern Miss um so to me uh when i look at with Eric Scott Jr. it's it's not a position in need. It's not. So when I look at it, it's he's a, he's a big body cornerback. He's, he's not his 40 times, not bone anybody away. It's a four seven. Um, he, but he's six, two, two Oh two. So he's a guy that's probably, um, he's an outside cornerback, which you, you don't know what they're going to be when they're drafted this late. But the good thing is he doesn't have to come in and perform day one. Um, and to your point, we were just talking to me when I was reading through him, he, you know, he was a fifth year senior at um, at Southern Miss. So when you're, you know, you're a fifth year senior, you've played a lot of ball. You've mm-hmm. been around a lot. You you're understanding. So he does. He comes from a school that's not, um, you know, they're not really known for winning. They're not, you know, but, you know, everything I read is he's he fits the Dan mole type of team of defense playing ball. Um but again, he's he's probably going to, if he makes a team, it's going to be as a special teams guy. Um, but he, he's got two very, very good cornerbacks to sit behind and really watch. Um, so I'm, I'm okay with it. Does he make the team? We don't know. Um, and then Deuce Vaughn out of Kansas State. Uh, when you read a lot about him, um, I started reading on him. He, I think, is second all-time at Kansas State in total yards behind Darren Sproles. Um, I don't want to say a knock on him. But the one thing he is, I believe, I read, he's the shortest player ever drafted, at five five. So he's a small guy. Um, he's not the fastest. He doesn't have the most explosive. Um, he's not, you know, he's not, you know, four three, four four type of dude. Uh, you know, low four four. But he's he. They said he's very quick. He's shifty. Um, a lot of people did say he, he reminds them of that Darren Sproles type of guy the type of player that he fits to that mold, a guy that's just very shifty, quick, tough to get down. He's not a North South runner. He's going to make people miss. Um, so again, he's probably, he's probably more of a special teams type of guy. I don't know um, if he can crack the guys on our team. Um, Cause we dressed, you know, with, uh, you know, the guys we signed with Pollard come back. He, he could be a fourth, but I see him more as special team guy, but, but to me, it, it's just a great story, right? You know, your yeah. dad, play, you know, it's, you know, does scouting on the Cowboys and they, you know, so you wonder, Hey, is this kind of a, Hey, this is a, for you pick. Um, but it's a great story. Nonetheless, you get to play for the team, your dad, but you can see your dad every day in the office. That's gotta be amazing. And while you're watching you play, um, I don't think he's going to be a big impact this season, next few seasons, um, but he could definitely help in, in the um, special teams area. Definitely kick returner pump returner uh, type of guy. Of the first, first few seasons.
1: Yeah. So I'll come back to Der- uh, Eric Scott, but cause yeah, I mean, Deuce Vaughn, I think definitely one of the flashier picks uh, towards our second part of the draft. Like you said, five, five, Just around a buck eighty. So scouting report has that. And this guy it shows well on tape. Explosive inside and in his open field cuts. His size is a is a gift, and he's a great ball catcher. You know, with with the quote that his size is a gift, it's not so much. It's like, yeah, okay, he's not. Like when you're 5'8", five, 5'9", five, you're a small guy in the NFL, but 5'5". Five, five, the reason why he it's a gift and I I was listening to the interview is that it, he really uses it as a a true gift on the field. Like his elusiveness, you know, when you're going in to tackle someone that much smaller, you're a lot more hesitant. Because if you're going after like a Derrick Henry, like a 6'2 guy, a lot yeah. of a lot of space to hit him. Yeah. Well, not well, not only that, he's not making cuts on a dime. No. Where you know you're it's much anger, much easier for you in your angle pursuit. On a smaller dude <laughs> who can stop on a dime, cut one way, cut the other way. It doesn't, you're more hesitant as a linebacker. So that's that. That could pose a problem. a A big plus for him is his durability, that he's proven he you can carry the that he can carry the heavy workload. He had a pretty big workload uh, with Kansas, and um, so he he's also a low center of gravity. And well, and, and a part I
0: even think about touching you know, on five five he and they say he he understands how to hide himself in the run game. Mm-hmm. Five five, you're running behind dudes that are six five, six six. It's five five, man. You get, you can get behind that offensive line, kind of like the way Le'Veon Bell used to do. Like, not, don't just go hitting, hitting the try. You know that's where you're supposed to run. So go, go there. No, mm-hmm. kind of wait for it to open up. It makes it tougher to see him. They said he that he understands how to use that size to his advantage in the run game because he's so good, so elusive. And understands where to hide behind his offensive line before he actually does go and make you know make his runs and make his cuts
1: and what's special about him is unlike a lot of quarterbacks in the nfl this guy can play out of the slot position so if we can get him in the slot position running some crafty routes get the ball in his hands and open space he's definitely one of those that's going to make the first guy miss as running backs that's so important if you can make the first guy miss a lot of times, especially if that's on a check down, you're getting the first down and it's likely that you're getting at least seven yards. If you're making the first guy miss on a check down, you're getting at least seven yards.
0: Yeah. And, and he's such a good, he's a great, like you said, he's a great pass catcher. He's, he knows how to get out there. He had, I think the last two seasons, 40 and 49 catches. So he could definitely be, you know, I, I think Pollard, it's going to be tough to, unless Pollard goes down, it's going to be tough for him to get on the field. But if he does, he he understands, he understands how to do what to do. He knows how to catch. He can run. He kind of could do it all. The, the you know really only knock is that five five. Really, mm-hmm. like it's it's not a terrible thing, but it's it's tough because he is a small. He's a very you know at 100 and 180 pounds. Can you take the beating um, of an NFL running back? I think he'll probably definitely uh, if he does get used. I think it'll be a lot more. Creativeness with him. Like you said, those slot sweeps, put him out there as a the slot receiver, kind of get, you know, get him on the field to do different things, I think, is what we're trying to say is his best attribute for this team.
1: And hey, if if he could be a, a decoy, right? Once he shows some production, he's gonna be a decoy and he's gonna be a problem. He's just gonna create more he can create more space for the CD lamb for cooks to get open. So I really like the versatility uh, on here. It's you know on my scouting report shows that these you know, struggles with blitz pickups, as you would imagine, uh, being someone smaller. But we're not going to ask him to do that. I I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, let's see here. He he needs to be quicker through the line in the in the pros. And um, no, one of the cons wrote runs with unusual long strides. For a back. I don't know what the pros or cons. I got. I guess I got to ask a, a track star. So I don't know why that would be a negative running with long strides. As a running back.
0: Got me, bro. I don't <laughs> think I, I, I don't even run anymore. You know, it's so my strides are very short.
1: <laughs> I would say behind Mozzie and Luke, he's probably the one I'm most excited about to see what he can do on the field on, out of the, our draft picks for Eric Scott uh scouting report shows this guy's a ball hawk he's um he does go for the big play kind of like digs and he's physical at at catch he needs to be in a zone heavy scheme and makes he's sense. he's below average on the amount on man-to-man coverage
0: makes sense that that's six two you don't see a lot of cornerbacks that are that are six two um well, you know, not a lot of you know ones that are a lot of your cornerbacks usually a little bit smaller. Six two makes you think of a bigger corner, uh, not Sherman big, but six two feels big for a cornerback. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I was thinking that too. the The, the zone scheme will probably fit him a little bit more with his size, but again, he doesn't have to play day one. That's the good thing. He's going to sit and watch some some talent at DB this year, and and you know, so you hope so. You hope these these type of guys. You know, they come in these later round picks. They're coming in, um, you know, with, with Vaughn, you have Pollard. With Scott, you have uh, you have Diggs. you have Gilmore. So you you're hope they're just soaking it in. But, you know, there's at each position. I think we everybody but defensive tackle, I think there's a comp on the team. At your position that you should be looking at and just studying day in and day out. That are just that are that are. All pro players that are pro bowl players you know so i i think it's very good um the positions we got and then a lot of the scouts said they were shocked that dallas waited till their last pick to draft a wide receiver me i don't understand the knock on this receiving court to me you have cd Lim, who is probably a top five receiver in the nfl at this point you have brandon cooks who's you know, is he a, is he one of the best receiver in the league? No, but he is so consistent. He could be. He's going to be a thousand yard guy. Mm-hmm. After that, yes, maybe it drops some from Gallup, but I, I do believe with Gallup another year out from that injury, um, he he didn't show last year everything like his explosion, the big play that he did the year before before the injury. So I'm um, you're hoping with a receiver just get a little more confidence. You know, cutting and moving on that on that leg and i think this this receiving core is really good so i'm, I'm just shocked that um a lot of people waited They thought we waited i would have been okay with taking the guy in the first three rounds one of the bigger names but i didn't i didn't think it was necessary to take a wide receiver um but he's a big body J, Jalen brooks um he's from south carolina he he did nothing you know nothing special you know when you look at him he's a fifth year senior um Nothing comes off the chart, but you know, at six two two oh five, two Oh five. He's a little bit bigger, um, runs a four or five, eight. So he's, you don't know if he's going to make the team at, at the seventh round. A lot of these guys don't, um, it's not nothing impressive, but I just don't see. I didn't really think Dallas needed receivers this year. I, I'm a little bit more optimistic on our receiving core than I guess a lot of people are, um, I don't I just don't think I think we're pretty deep at receiver. Now, injuries withstanding, you know, there that can always happen, but I I to me, I'm okay with the draft pick. I just don't see a I don't see a um a need at the receiver position right now.
1: Yeah, I mean nothing really. Hey, look. This was 7th round, right? So the scouting report shows he has strong hands that help with his ball skills favorable size and strength, high points and, and gloves the ball with extension, which, which are great attributes. Now his, his production, you know, was nothing amazing. Only two touchdowns in 24 games. Uh, some cons, he's inefficient in footwork and releasing against press coverage. Upright with sluggish, sluggish change of direction in his roots routes. So, yeah, I mean, definitely a a project for sure that, you know, they'll be trying to get, get him up to speed on and, and sharpening in on his skills. But like you said, we, we have our starters. I think Jalen Tolbert is putting in the work to, I wouldn't say – I, I basically just to get some more playing time. I think hopefully we'll see him more on the field uh this year than we did last year.
0: I even think I even think uh Turpin, Cavante, he, he had such a big impact last season in, in the return game. Um I, I think he's earned himself some playing time on offense, whether it's with some of those sweeps, you know, that we talked about with, with Deuce. Um, but but he's definitely earned himself. He, you know, he's, he's going to be a slot guy. He's only five, nine. Um, he's like 160 pounds, if that, but he's definitely earned himself. So I just, I think, and you mentioned Tolbert. but I, I think this off, I think the weapons um, on the outside are, are a little bit better than uh, a lot of people have given credit for. And I think it's going to make it easier now that, you know, when you have a, a CD lamb type of guy who um, will probably start taking double teams, um, it's going to open it up for a lot of these guys. So I, I just, I'm really excited. Um, I think Shoemaker is going to have a, a decent season. He'll probably have 30, 40 to 50 catches. I'm going to say between 30 and 50. You just don't know. Um, but I think he's going to get the shot to be that guy. Um, I don't think he's going to get a lot of those checkdowns. Um, but I'm excited. I'm so after the draft, I'm ready. The one thing that hurt um, was our division rival had what everybody thinks is the best draft. The Eagles had, I remember leaving that night and the Eagles had a great draft. And then they, they went around and got some other corner. They did some other draft picks that were um, highly rated. Um, But I, I did whenever I think I sent you the, the picture that I think Dallas is draft. Great. I've seen anywhere between a B plus and an A. So everybody mm-hmm. thinks Dallas had a very good draft. Um, Nothing super flashy, but I think all the picks they made, our picks of need, um, which to me you can't ask more from a GM. You know, I remember uh, for for the longest time I felt like Jerry was chasing Randy Moss again. He he missed out on Randy Moss, so he always wanted the big play guy, and he even said that's why he drafted Des because he he's like I can't I can't miss this guy again. Um, so you know, for the longest time he was chasing it, but it's it's nice to see you know him come in and, and start. Doing the smart moves. I think and, and and a lot of this draft is is very smart. Um, I think they 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 put a lot of work into it and and they're excited. And to me, if, if they're excited, and if Micah's that excited about about drafting uh Mozzie, to me, I, I gotta be excited. Um and and tomorrow, Micah, I think I sent you this this earlier or yesterday or the day before. He's talking about switching positions. He wants to be the full time everyday defensive end. So no more kind of outside linebacker edge rush. Um, He wants to, you know, hand in the dirt every, every down. Um, How do you feel about that? What are your thoughts? I know you, you know, you've been following a little bit. Um, How how do you, how do you feel about that? What is, is you think it's a good move? You think it, it takes away his athleticism. Um, You know, how do you feel?
1: Yeah. I mean, Micah can do to me, Micah can do whatever he wants to do. uh, Number one, now, if he's if he's you know he's had great success running from the edge, I'm not really worried about it. I think I think that's if it were if I was the coach and Micah came to me and said, "What do you want me to do, Coach?" I do want him on the D line. At the end of the day, I do not want him back with like a Van der Esch or or even that outside linebacker, linebacker where he's kind of dropping in the coverage a lot, a lot, or chasing running backs. No, this guy needs to be, uh, hunting the quarterback down. And when you have Jalen hurts, you're going to see him twice a year. You're going to see a Daniel Jones twice a year, these mobile quarterbacks. We need all the help we can get with these edge rushers. So I'm all for it. I'm pumped. You know, he's, he's, so he's putting on some weight, which I do think is, is important. Um, I just felt like every time he was getting, you know, met with a by an O lineman in in the second level, you know, he was he wasn't really able to to kind of take that contact because he's he was a little bit on the lighter side. So no, this is this is great. He's a strong dude. We I, I'm not sure if you saw, but there was a trending video of him pushing over Kittle in that Niners game with like one arm. I'll have to send it to you, but. I did I, see I, that. I, think I, I say, think I did see that. Yeah, no, I say this is this is all positive, and I'm not really surprised. I don't think it it was you know real shock to anyone, but uh, no, this is great.
0: I'm. I don't know how I feel about it
1: because
0: to me, I think he wants to be an. I think he wants to be an everyday, every down edge rusher, which to me. If he's going, you know, with the one of the highest rates of getting to the quarterback, um, you know, I me me and my buddy Zach go back and forth on this with with uh, Bosa and Micah. Um, you know, who's the better pass rusher? Uh, I, I do believe, you know, Micah doesn't rush as much. Uh, if you get Micah out there and you just let him, like you said, you just put him on that line and let him go eat, he can. He's going to get some sacks. Um, it does stink with taking away some of his athleticism, um, you know, running sideline to sideline. Um, there was an article I, I was reading because I do remember a, a few years ago, there was a big um, debate with um what's his name? Um, the outside linebacker, he was Oakland, Chicago Bears. Um, he made all pro defensive and outside linebacker, and there was a big debate about what position. Um, the one Mack. article, yeah, Cleo Mac. There we go. Um, he wanted, you know, because how they, how, where they put you is kind of how you're going to get paid. And when I was reading, um, the one article, and I think it's it's got to be from a while ago because the the average salary is a quarterback at this point they said it was like sixteen. So this is just total average for all players. So it had to be from a few years ago, just because the salaries have started to skyrocket. But when you look, it has the the highest paid position on the field is quarterback which we all of course at it was like 16 to 16 3 I'm sure those numbers have gone up but then the second highest paid by you know a substantial amount by over a million dollars which I you know I'm sure once you get to the top end players is huge but is defensive end and there you know it goes from 16 with quarterbacks down to 13 with defensive ends so to me Is he doing it because he wants to or he sees and I'm sure it's a little bit of both. I'm not going to say Mike is not doing it to get a little bit more money, but because I do think he's a great player and I think he's going to reset the market once he signs. But how much of it is he sees them extra dollar signs. He's like, you know what? But to me, I do think it's a good thing because I, I think this is a kid that can get you 15 to 20 sacks on a consistent basis. This is—he's a kid that's going to be in the top five for sacks if he's if he's rushing every down, he's going to be a top five sack guy every year, pretty much. He's Lawrence Taylor out there. He's too good, so I I think it's a good thing. I'm I'm kind of nervous, um, because I I do like the athletic ability he brings to the table. I think what he brings to the table is very valuable, um, but at some point you need to see what he does best, and you you know what you know him as a pass rusher, um. It's pretty much unmatched. You know, he's one of the best, you know, he's going into his third season Mm -hmm. and he's already, you know, probably a top two pass rusher in this league. Yeah. So it's tough to really say it's a bad move on my, you know, on my side, even if it is a little money motivated kid, kids going to, he could, he may be the guy to break the record for sacks in a season. To me at this point, it's 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 between him either him or Bosa are going to get there. I think those are the two guys. And to me, I just think the athletic ability of Micah puts him a little bit a little bit better.
1: So let's see. Between Micah, Diggs, and Lamb, who's more likely to be a lifelong Cowboys player?
0: Oh man, that's a great question. So is it most like? Uh, I don't think it's Diggs. I, I'm taking Diggs off the board. I don't think it's him at all. Um, Dallas loves their receivers. You know, I think Dez Dez retired a Cowboy. I think he left, but um, it's going to be tough. I I, I to me, I, I hope it's it's Micah, just because I think. If you're looking at position by position, like Mike or Micah to me is the best at what he does. You know, very few are going to do. I think receivers are a little bit easier to replace than a pass rusher. So to me, if I had to choose who I'm keeping and who I hope is the lifelong cowboy, it's Micah because he's going to make a difference longer. And I think you can replace a CD Lamb. Cause, like we said, like you know, if he's getting 1,400 yards, you know, while it's not flashy, Cooks can get you a thousand, eleven hundred yards. The difference between a guy, you know, getting fifteen sacks consistently is, is that's tough to replace. Um, it, and that's my opinion. I, I, I'd like to see it be Micah.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's gonna come down to right the money. And if he's probably Micah's probably going to get two bites at the apple. Um, I would say yes. I would say Micah because I feel like Jerry Jones. You know, Micah is the superstar. Yeah, Micah Micah is the super superstar, and Jerry Jones is not going to let a superstar go.
0: That's a great point. I, I agree. I I totally agree with you. I see and I and it's not to me like I don't want to down DD. I don't I don't want to down CD because I think he's a great receiver, but he it is they're easier to replace. You can find you could there's there's a lot of receivers that can get you 1100 yards in this league, especially with the way the rules are today. I just that's just the way it is, which is sad. Uh but speaking of receivers, Let's go. Our final topic, I think, for the day. Um, you sent me something yesterday. Our, our newest cowboy, the newest receiver. You know, he did have some praise for Dak Prescott. You know, looking at the receivers in the, and the So to me, when you look at a guy like Brandon Cooks, who's been around the league a lot, a long time. Um, He's played with Drew Brees. He's played with Tom Brady. He's played with Davis Mills. So the dudes played with quarterbacks all up and down that chart, and he, you know, and and I think you have to take it for what it's worth because I I don't see it. He's not going to come in here and bash, um, <laughs> Dak, right. but he said Dak Dak, you know, gets the, his his leadership skills, the way he gets rid of the ball, it, it's it's up there with the players like a Brady, a Breeze. Um. So are you buying into this or is it just? Brooks kind of bigging up his quarterback in a new city.
1: Yeah, I think it's really just building rapport with your guy. I think Dak throws a very catchable ball for the receivers. I'm not, uh, you know, I, I think he's he probably should have waited, you know, eight games, 10 games into the season to make a statement like that. That would have been a little bit more profound and had more weight behind it. When you're just, you know, playing catch out there and, you know, running your routes and perfect conditions, no pressure. I don't know. I, I, I say, think it's hard. I think it's hard to make that assessment.
0: Is it easy to throw the ball with shorts and and no pads on? Is what you're saying <laughs> to a receiver not getting covered? Is that what I'm hearing from you, Aaron Sir, Mister Aaron yes, James? Sir. So you're saying we can go out there and look good too? Yes. Okay. I appreciate you saying yeah, because I don't believe I could. <laughs> um I did we did have one more kind of uh, uh you know I did want to hit on that. I I, I kind of I took it for what it's worth. Um, but there are the last thing I, I did want to hit on one more thing we were discussed today. Um there's a lot of big names in the free agent market still. You know, we like we've mentioned cooks, we got cooks. Um got the running back from Kansas City and it wasn't Tampa. Um, but you look at some of the names that are still out there, which uh, I'm gonna take out running backs. I don't think they're gonna sign any of them, but you have some pass rushers like Robert Quinn, Jadavion Clowney, Frank, um Yannick and uh even you know, uh Frank Clark, who's not who's still very good. You know, even you know, running backs, you do have Zeke Fournette, some of those guys. Miles Jack is out there as a linebacker. Um, Leonard Floyd, you still have you know some defensive players. Um, some cornerbacks, Casey Hayward, Marcus Peters, um, you know, even you have some, you know, some some Lyman, Roger Saffold, who still you know can play. You have Adrian Amos as a safety, so there there's still some big names left, um, in this free agent market. Um, is there anyone that you that like pops out that you're like, man, we could take a flyer on the sky and, you know, it it may pay off one, two, or just say, you know what? I think we're set where we are.
1: Well, I think it, I think we're better off positioning it this way, which I posted on fa- our Facebook page. And you guys can go in there and, and make your comment and who you think we should draft. So the way I presented it on Facebook is of these names and remaining free agents, if you're forced to sign someone to a three-year deal and you have to pick from this list, who are you gonna sign? Okay, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say my pick, and it's not so much off need because I feel like we are we are set to go. But to if I want to add some more depth, I feel like Marcus Peters can bring some additional swag to that defense. He's an emotional guy, and I, I very emotional <laughs> guy. He plays with his heart
0: on his sleeve.
1: Yes, yes, I I do feel that he's tamed down quite a bit throughout his career. Uh, and hey, I guess the other thing is he he might not be the same guy if he's if he's not a starter, right? Coming off the bench, if you know you're kind, you know you're not going to get any playing time. You're maybe going to get you know three to five plays a game. That could probably impact a guy like that, his mental state. So maybe now that I think more about it, um, you know, I'm looking at, you know, Zeke is still out there. Uh, <laughs> I think my, so now I'm going to stick with my pick, but I'm going to make a prediction in that Zeke is more likely to sign with someone midseason if someone experiences an injury. I think it goes I think he goes that long without signing with the team.
0: I agree. I think Zeke kind of is going to go the Odell Beckham Jr. route. Even mm-hmm. though it's not injury related, I think he's going to wait it out uh and get a better deal. Cause I still think he can play. I do think injuries kind of held him down a little bit last year. Um man, I had a tough time looking through this list. Cause like you, I, I very much like Marcus Peters. I don't think he is what he once was. Um, But once he can be as good as he ever was, you know, he's, he's a big time ball Hawk Um, in his earlier days. He was, you know, big time interception return guy. Um, I like him a lot. The one name that kind of, there's two names. And I think to me, it, um, I I think it's not a need, but it's definitely, um, it can help. So, I to me the two guys, and I know you said one, but I never, you know, if you listen to me on any podcast, I usually go above and beyond with my lists. <laughs> um, my number one is is Jadavion Clowney, and I, I understand, um, he had some issues in in Cleveland last year. Um, and you know, especially you're playing with Miles Garrett opposite him. How can you have a lot of issues? Um, but he did, um, but he's an, he's an all world talent still. He's still, he's only, um, you know, 29 years old. And I believe he had, he had two sacks last year, year before he had nine though. So, but, you know, so, but he's a guy when, you know, playing every season, he can be a, you know, a six to 10 sack season guy. Um, which I think on Dallas's defense, if you can get somebody else off that edge, um, it's not bad. And to me, I I think him, to me first, because he's he's a little bit younger. Like you said, I'm thinking three-year deal. And the other one was Robert Quinn. He's a little bit older. Last season, he didn't do anything. Um, and this is where I'm going to go, why I'd go uh, Jadavion. Two years ago, it, and, you know, his age 31, he was 31 years old. He had 18 and a half sacks. So that was literally like two seasons. You know, he's with us, had 11 and a half. Left had two next season 18. So pass rushers, you know, like like we talked about, unless you have a, a guy like Micah, like Bosa, um, you know, Donald, JJ Watt, you know, those type of premier pass rushers. The other guys are kind of they're gonna give you six one season, eleven the next, two the next, eighteen after that. That's just the way it goes. Like, you just yeah. you're not going to get consistency. Um, so to me, Jadavion Clowney is a little bit younger are a little you know yeah well a little bit younger than quinn 29 30 years old when the season i think believe when the season starts um and then you're just going to rotate him in he's not going to be necessarily need to be that guy every down um i would just go to me i'd go defensive end i was looking at peters but you're going to ask him to either be your third db or like you said come off the bench um and i just don't think he's suited for that type of role um He's going to be an every he will. He, I don't think, I think he's the type of dude that swag he plays with. He needs to, he's going to find a place where he started. Um, And to me, you can never have enough defensive linemen, especially after watching, like we watched last year with the Eagles. You know, they had, was it six dudes with 10 plus sacks? Just rotating. So to me, keeping that defensive line fresh, um, you know, you have Mozzie Smith, you have Hankins. So, you know, yeah, you know, your DTs are going to, you know, rotate in and out. We have a few other defensive tackles that are going to play, you know, substantial um downs. Um, you know, you have Lawrence, you have uh, Micah. So you just get more guys, the more you can rotate in and keep that off or that defensive line fresh um for the end of the game, I think is, is a big deal. Cause at the end of the game, it's really about um endurance. If, you know, who who has the most stamina left, who's been on that field running, you know, because you, you know, that little extra you know, a little bit extra time for Micah to come off and, you know, it's not going to be a huge downgrade, but now I know that final drive, I'm going to have Micah a, a little bit with a little bit more stamina, a little bit more, a little bit more gas in that tank to go, go on down that quarterback. Um, so to me, it, it's got to be Jadavion. Then, you know, there's a lot of good players left though. You could put, you could take any of them and, you know, and really put them in when this Jarvis Landry's out there. You never know, you know, if, yeah. if Gallup goes down. There's a lot of good players left, though. But yeah, Jadavion Clowney is is uh, a long rant for him because I do, <laughs> I do think he's still very talented.
1: Okay, that's fair. I mean, I for me, Jadavion. Right, there were some the health issues, some money issues. Right, uh, I forget. Was it the Browns that drafted him? Or was it the Houston after him? him? It was, yeah, yeah. it was the Houston. Browns.
0: Yeah. He was with Houston for a while. And then I think, yeah, Seattle, Tennessee. And then he went to Cleveland. Everybody thought that was going to be the big coming out. Yeah. Um, he had nine sacks the you know, his first season. And last year was a lot of, just a lot of tension with him in Cleveland. He didn't really want to be there. It seemed like they didn't really want him at the end. So.
1: Yeah. I don't think he lived up to his draft expectations from a career standpoint. And I think that that shows when you see how many teams he's been, he's been to. So for me, yeah, I, that that's why I didn't, I didn't go with him. I just feel like he's, he may, he may still have some in the tank, but I really want someone. No, I guess maybe Peters is, doesn't do it, but you know, I kept thinking of uh, Sam Williams as you were talking his production on the field, and I'll go over it you know, le- leading into the season, His he didn't play get a whole lot of snaps. But if you look at the production while he was on the field, it's pretty impressive. Uh, so I, I feel like we are, you know, our D-line edge rushers is probably our, our strongest uh, rotation in our defense.
0: I'm... I'm going to agree with you I I really love our, our the depth of our cornerbacks too.
1: Yeah. No, it's great, but I'm just saying that, that that just speaks to how strong it is.
0: It is, and I think that speaks to where a lot of these picks um and we've said it before, Dallas is a team right now that doesn't have a ton of holes at all. It's really it, you know, I feel like Dallas is a team that comes down to quarterback play. And I think that's it, it's going to be Huge this season. Um how, you know how how much does Dak take that next step? And it's tough because I you know he's he let's see in seven seven years now. He's been in the league for a while. Um, so it's tough to say at this point take that next step. But you've seen it for a long time. Like I don't believe he is not Peyton Manning by any stretch, but it took a while to get there. Um, and now Dak hasn't had the career the first few years that that uh, Peyton had but Dak if Dak can put it together I think that that's going to be the key to leading this team um cuz they're pretty set everywhere like maybe off you know outside of their big name offensive lineman there's a, they do take some penalties there um so I think it's going to come down to coaching and and, and Dak this season cuz like yeah they're so they are deep you know Osa Odigizua, I think I said his name right he you know he's a very good defensive tackle, too. Yeah, had Neville Gilmore, so they, they have so many. And then, was it Isaac Alicorn's moving over? Um, they just have so much depth, you know, on that team. That if everything, you know, we say if everything goes perfect, they have an opportunity, which I believe. So, you know, we're one week out from the draft, so there's still a lot that needs to happen between now and September. Um, I'm so ready. I'm excited. I think this team is going to be very this team's going to compete. This team's going to be in in the hunt for an NFC title. Um that NFC, you know, win the NFC East. And I I do think at the end of the day, I think that, you know, home field advantage is going to be huge for them. They they can't take any game lightly this season. They can't lose those, you know, those Green Bay games, those Jacksonville games this season. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm, I, you know, that's our, that's our draft recap, how, how we felt. Um, Any, any final words, any final words from you, sir?
1: Uh, No, I mean, I think, well, I guess, you know, something to look forward to in about six days or so, the schedule is going to, is going to be released. Historically, it comes out around May 9th, May 10th. Uh, I don't think an official has been announced. An official date has been announced as we are recording this, but excited to talk about that. Uh, look to bring Dr. B back and get, you know, we'll go through our, our first uh cap of, of wins and losses. Uh, look to bring Dr. B back for a, a rivalry roundup and get his thoughts on and predictions on the wins and losses for the giant the G Men. Yeah.
0: And the next couple of weeks, I know we want to have, um, you know, we want to do some of our more rivalry roundup segments Um, within the next week or two. I think we're going to have um, one of our sister podcasts come on uh, and speak with us. I think they're going to go over, um, you know, well, don't think they are going to, you know, kind of go over their, the Eagles, how they feel, uh, you know, coming into the season, um, how they felt about the draft, um, which I'm sure is excited, kind of what they felt about the, the Jalen Hurts contract, that he deserve it. Um, was it too soon um, and then we're, we're you know we're still working to get um, some commanders some commanders fans so if any of you you know any of you listeners know any commanders fans shoot us a dm um, anybody you know does podcast for them shoot us a dm either facebook instagram twitter um, you know we'd love to, to to reach out to them as well to to get their their side because i think um, like we said it's important to know your enemy and then the enemy of my enemy is my friend
1: so there you go we have a lot of
0: enemies we have a lot of friends this year um but we appreciate you guys for listening again go check out you know our sponsorship oh hi pixie tangerines Just, you know definitely stop at your your local trader joe's and, and grab some of them um and then again go give us a like on on the twitters on the facebook give us a follow give us a follow on instagram um Man, it's, it's, it's we're, we're really excited. I know we're, you know, we're still a few months out, but we're, we're really excited to, you know, continue to talk about the Cowboys with you guys. And, um, we're just jazzed up and ready for the season to start. Um, so we appreciate you guys for giving us a listen. Uh, again, give us a like on, on Spotify, on the Apple podcasts. Uh, leave a comment, and review. Uh, just let us know how we're doing. Um, we appreciate you guys. We thank you. Um, and we look forward to next week and talking to you guys then. Have a great day. Bye bye.